This is Wrestling for the Faith, a weekly podcast celebrating faith, family, and wrestling. And now, here are your hosts, Casey Cage and Chad Gunner Lale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. I'm Chad. And we thank you for joining us for another episode. And uh, we pray that uh, the podcast has been a blessing to you. And, and guys, we want to we want to reach out to you. We want to uh, want to encourage you. If the podcast is a blessing, uh, please share it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Um, share it on social media. You know, we're, we're getting a lot of great feedback and, and we just want to continue to reach more people and, and the best way is word of mouth. So we, we really appreciate everybody sharing and, and letting everybody know about the wrestling for the faith podcast. Mm -hmm. I can concur, man. We got a good, uh, good platform. We can use this. we got social media so we can take, uh, we can take this and, and we just ask you to share it to anybody, you know, that may need to hear the word or for something that touches your heart, um, let us know. We, we, we always put the email at the end of the episode. So shoot us some uh, topics that you may want us to talk about or, you know, just anything, but we always like to hear feedback and we're just thankful that we can use uh, what little platform we have here to, to share the gospel to a, a world that needs it. Amen. And, you know, we, we began this thing in the book of Acts and we made it to chapter 13, but uh, you know, the Lord's had us for the last few weeks off uh, on a, on a Roman's rabbit trail, but uh, it's definitely, these episodes have definitely been spirit led. So I'm not complaining at all. And, and uh, that's what we always want to do here. Um, you know, there's been several times where we've texted one another and been like, Hey man, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. And so we've, we've took a, a different route for an episode. So uh, if you're one of those who are, you know, want to be very by the book and very routine like uh maybe we're not for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're more of a uh, a spirit led if we're a church we're a spirit led church instead of a uh methodist type church nothing against the methodist out there but <laughs> <laughs> uh oh uh -oh. No, I think what he's trying to say, you know, <laughs> no, what, I, I like it though. Sometimes it's good to get off track a little bit, allow. That's what I like about just what we do week in and week out, man. You never know. Um, like you said, we'll text each other. The Holy spirit will lay something on my heart on something on Casey's heart. And we'll just go with it, man. And I think it's okay to steer away from the, uh, we, we don't want to, one thing I know we, we discussed before, we never want to get monotonous or just stale or stat, you know, stagnant about what we talk about here um, on the podcast. And I think it's good that, you know, we, it's funny because we said, Hey, let's do Romans one. And this was three weeks ago. And we literally that first week covered one verse. So we're still in Romans one, but um, you know what, that's, that's the Lord uh, speaking to us and, and, and allowing us to speak and, um, you know, just proclaim the, the good news, man. So I, you know, I think, uh, I think people enjoy that. Nothing against Methodists, but no, no, definitely. We, <laughs> we love everybody. I don't, I don't care yeah. what your denomination or background is. We, we love you and we thank everybody for uh, listening and, and uh, supporting us, praying for us and, and all that other good stuff. So, man, uh, last week we left off at verse 26, but that verse begins with, for this reason, 
if you don't mind, I was going to go back from 18 and just quickly read through all the way to catch everybody up in case we got new listeners uh, who have not heard last week's episode. That way, everybody is on track and they know what this reason is in verse 26. So, getting at Romans chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, also God gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And now verse 26 says, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Right there, like we said, from, from verse 18 on down through the end of this chapter, this is, this is talking about the, the downward spiral, the decline in a society who refuses to acknowledge God for who he is. And uh, back in verse 20, uh, it says that, God's attributes are clearly seen in creation and that we are all without an excuse. We talked about it a little bit last week. I believe it was some people, they, they don't want to know. They don't want to read the Bible. Don't want to go to church. Don't want to hear anything about it uh, because they think, well, if I don't know, then I won't be held accountable. Uh, But this chapter right here in this verse 20 uh, clearly says that we are all without excuse. You touched on it, man. It's God's attribute. You know, everything that is in existence is 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 a proof that God is before us. And we talked about last week how I was sitting on my porch at one time going through some troubles. And it's as if God spoke to me because I said, God, where are you? This is as if the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I'm all around you. Just open up your eyes. And I really want to look at all that you read and and you know, for this reason, as it says in verse 26, God gave them up to dishonorable passage. You know, it talks about verse 25, uh, my Bible, the ESV, it says, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. It's, they started making their own idols. Yes. And basically man took truth. He abandoned it. He abandoned God. And for this, you know, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. He said, okay, if you're, if you want to live this way, 
then here's the repercussions. You're going to live this way. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to be able to experience all that I have to give you. You're going to experience right. all these other things, all this sin. And we go back to Adam and Eve and all this happened when they disobeyed God. They ate from that tree. And we see that it just continued to go on, man, where man started to create their own gods, whether you, you look back then, whether it was the, the golden calves or whatever these you know monuments and statues they made uh, until now, 2021, here we are, December 2021, and man is still creating his own God, whether it's social media profiles, whether it's, um, you know, whatever it is, man, we see all over the world that, that man has ultimately still abandoned the truth. Um, they seek after their own pleasures, you know, in these verses here, controversial as it may be, but we'll say it. And it's talking about homosexuality, which mm -hmm. is ultimately condemned in scripture since Genesis 18, 20, which is Sodom and Gomorrah, where they started uh, lusting after, you know, men after men, women after women. What happened? God gave them up to their own passions. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Uh, unrighteousness. It talks about the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we see this as it's talking about Romans 1. Basically, God said, you know, okay, well, you want this? Here's the repercussions. And it's it makes me think about, you know, my daughter. Of course, I'm not going to let my daughter go touch a hot stove. But if she's continuously doing something that's disobeying me, and it's not going to harm her per se, but it's going to teach her a lesson. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to let them fall and skin their knee. You know, sometimes right. you got to let them fall and bump their head because that's how they're going to learn. Man, daddy knows what he's talking about. And it's ultimately the same for us, man. You and I have been down a road where we've talked about our testimony where, you know, we disobeyed God over and over and over again. And God taught us to do that, man. You know, luckily we turned and said, Lord, we can't do this without you. Father, show me how to live life the right way. Um, but we still in this day and time and see that everybody is just wanting to abandon the truth or wanting to take the gospel that is the truth, that is the good news, contort it into whatever they wanted to believe in. Uh, even people who are walking into church week in and week out, Casey, we see it. They're making up their own scripture. They're taking scripture and, and swerving it around to make their own beliefs or entice their own congregation of going, oh, that's a great speaker there. Mm -hmm. Well, they're taking the truth and they're just twisting it and contorting it. And that's really what happened here, man. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, it's unpopular to talk about homosexuality in today's society because uh, it is so widely accepted as just an alternative lifestyle. And right. here's the thing. We love you no matter what. And I, I have people who I would consider friends uh, who are in that lifestyle or other sinful lifestyles. And I will plainly tell you what the Bible says. But I'm not going to beat you over the head every time I see you or every time I talk to you. I'm not going to, uh, you know, continuously tell you, hey, you're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. You know, Jesus said for us to love and we we are sharing the gospel uh, in love. But part of love, and if you look at Jesus, if anybody has ever told you that that Jesus, that he never had any kind of uh, righteous indignation or, or any kind of righteous anger, uh, then they're lying to you. And you need to sit down and read the Bible uh, because yeah. he plainly told people what was sin. He plainly told people uh, when they were living in a, in a wrong lifestyle. Um, he did not just pat them on the back and tell them, oh, everything's going to be okay. 
Yeah. And that's what today's society wants us to do. They want you to just pat everybody on the back and say, oh, everything's going to be okay. They, they want to tell you that if you have any sort of disagreement with anyone, that you hate them. And that is totally not the case. We can have disagreements. We can have completely different religious beliefs. We can have uh, you know, different skin colors and all this stuff. But just because we, we believe differently or have a different opinion does not mean that we hate each other. Or, you know, if my opinion's different than yours, it does not mean that I hate you. But right. Romans chapter one here, uh, it's this downward spiral. These people uh, refused to acknowledge God for who he was. They, they refused to surrender to him and they thought they were wise. And it says professing to be wise, they become fools. And mm-hmm. so their, their minds just become clouded with all of this evil and all of this sin. And it took them down this hole and it, it leads into what we're reading right now. A lot of people talk about homosexuality. And if, if they, they mention it, they're like, Oh, that's old Testament. We're under grace. Now Romans chapter one is new Testament. This is a new Testament reference. And there's other places uh, that it talks about it as well. But please don't misunderstand us. Just because we're reading you what the Bible says and we are saying that we believe what the Bible says, it does not mean that we are going to talk to you in a hateful way or we're going to condemn you or disown you or or belittle you in front of people or anything like that. I know that there are those out there who might would call themselves, quote, Christians who would do that. Uh, but that's not us. And that's not a true Christian. No. Amen, dude. I mean, and, and that's the first thing I, I like. I'm glad you said that because somebody's listening is thinking, oh, boy, they're going to start bashing this and doing that. But that's not what we're about. Really, it's about it's about sharing in love. So years ago when I was um, uh, having you know porn addictions, whatever, adultery, I was uh, doing all kinds of nonsense. I think God had people speaking into my life and speaking with love like the true Christians that those disciples of Jesus, not someone who was coming up to me and go, Oh dude, you're, you're, you know, you're pathetic. You're going to hell. God hates you. Like he doesn't love you. There's no way he's going to use you. Like that's not what we're about. And if, in homosexuality here, I mean, if you go on down this, this list into Romans one, you know, verse 28 through uh, Lord 32, I mean, it's talking about murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. It's talking about drunkenness. It's talking about all these other sins. So all that's based it's a huge list of things that are, are dishonoring to God. It's, it's a whole thing of abandoning a truth. And what Paul is talking about here is there's things that are taking us away from basically what I said a minute ago in first Corinthians, where it talks about inheriting the kingdom. It's taking us away from that, that chance to inherit this, to receive this birth, birthright that is ours, a reward to be able to go into the presence of God, to uh, be able to be used. And there's just so many things that we can touch on, but absolutely. We're sharing it with love because thank God 10 years ago, someone did that for me. They didn't hate me. They didn't condemn me. They made me, you know, I was convicted of this and I've had a relationship with the Lord where I know God is a loving God. Um, He allowed me to uh, learn from my stupid mistakes, I will say, but that's my testimony. So just know right off the bat, we are sharing the gospel of love. And man, that's that's the main thing that we always want to get across. Amen. Let me go ahead and finish reading the the chapter here. Um, yeah. 
verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Some translations say reprobate mind uh, to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but approve of those who practice them. Dude, if that is not today's society, I don't know what is. Bro, amen. I mean, it's basically telling us, and if you listen to some atheist talk, and I'm not going to get on that debate right now, but they, they talk about morals. You know, there's no truth, there's no morals or stuff like that. And right here, we see a whole list that you just named off that I believe you're translation even named more than what mine has in here. But that is absolutely what we see in today's time. That is absolutely what we see on the news, on social media. That is absolutely what we see that the world is trying to pump into our minds. And now you, from what I hear, there's a, a because of all the stuff that went on in 2020, 2021, there's a great falling away, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's the sad part is because they are allowing uh, they're abandoning the truth. Once again, that seems to be the theme of my mind tonight is abandoning the truth, abandoning God because of things that have happened. Yeah, they they don't want to accept God. They don't want to surrender. Uh, they want to be their own God or make up their own God. And, uh, you know, this stuff is is hard to talk about. And that's why it's uh, this stuff that's going on in society today. I remember uh, when I was a kid, it was it was talked about in church a lot. It was not near as as prevalent as it is today. And it, it seems that a lot of our preachers have cowered away from talking about subjects like this. For anyone out there, going back to what I was saying about Jesus earlier, part of loving and sharing the gospel with love is telling the truth. If we are refusing to tell the truth of what the word of God says, then we don't love that person. Uh, if I stand behind a pulpit and the Holy Spirit has given me a message on, on a subject like the fornication, homosexuality, or, or, you know, any of these other things, and I refuse to, to preach what God has put on my heart and told me to preach for that congregation, then I don't love those people. Um, right. And there's so many preachers out there who, sadly, I would say that they do refuse what the Holy Spirit truly lays on their heart, uh, because we have a whole bunch of lovey-dovey unicorns and rainbows, fluffy preaching out there these days. And they don't, wanna, <laughs> yeah. they don't want to leave. Uh, they don't want people to leave the church. They don't want people to quit uh, bringing their tithes and their offerings. And listen, there comes a point uh, in, in this gospel preaching that it is more important for us to share the true word of God um, without sugarcoating it than it is to try to keep people around. We love you. We want you to stay around. We want you to be listening. Uh, we want you to be sharing, um, 
But please know the reason that we are talking about stuff like this is because we do love you and we do want you to know and understand the word of God. We do want you to hear the gospel and know that Jesus loves you right where you are. And and it does not matter who you are or where you've been or what you have done. He loves you and he died for you and he he wants to transform your life. Yeah. And basically. Paul speaking right here is speaking of this, what we're kind of talking about now, these lies that people are using today's time, whatever sugarcoated gospel we just talked about that, that, you know, ultimately God lays his wrath on this broken world. uh, As we see now, I mean, it's, there's so much brokenness going on, but here's the promise. And it's because of Jesus. He gave us Jesus so we can be reconciled for all of that. See, this whole list he's talking about here, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's murder, slander, drunkenness, we can change. You can still ask for repentance. You can still go back to the truth. Um, you know, I believe, you know, that that's what Jesus is for. He, he died on that cross. So we have the opportunity to be reconciled. You know, and what I think we can touch on too the fact of you talk about here, Casey, sharing it with love. That's what we're doing on this podcast is sharing the gospel and love and truth. And, and I think about videos I've seen or friends I've had that, that would, we have this thing called love life here in North Carolina, Kannapolis, and they go to these abortion clinics and they share Jesus. But you have some little C Christians, I'll call them, that have signs that are condemning these people saying, oh, you do this, you kill this baby, you're going to hell. That's not the gospel. The gospel is taking someone like Jesus did with the woman at the well or so many other different things we see in the Bible. And yes, telling them the truth about, okay, what you're doing is wrong, but also saying, listen, like basically like Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like you can be reconciled. I love you. There's other ways to do this. So we want to bring the gospel and portray it in a different way. We want to share it with love. We want people to know that we're not just here bashing others, but we also have to remember that all these things that Romans is talking about, you know, it's going on in our day and time and it has to be talked about. You got those preachers you're talking about who don't want to touch on these subjects because of their, their following. They're afraid the media is going to lash out at them or, oh, no, they're going to say this about me. I'm going to lose, you know, members of my church. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose my platform. Well, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. You see, when you preach the true gospel, it's not about a platform. To me, it's not about a platform. It's not about, okay, yeah. man, I got 15,000 people in my church. I can't talk about this because I may lose a family or two. No, man, we have to be truthful. We have to stick to the truth. We have to stick to the gospel, but you have to share it in love. And my, my pastor's big about that. He, he's, he's ruffled some feathers many, many times. And he talked to me about it once. And he said, you know, the thing is, is these people are not my provider. The Lord is. If I go against the word of God and I'm not speaking truth and I'm not being a good shepherd like the Lord called me to be, then I'm just a false, a false teacher. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And he goes, ultimately, you do that, you're abandoning the truth. You're abandoning God. You're abandoning the gospel. And you're just sugarcoating it to just make people feel good on a Sunday for an hour. And then they can leave and go about their normal lives and forget about, hey, we have to serve. We have to be the hands and feet of Jesus, as the Bible talks about. We have to go to these abortion clinics and we have to help these people who are thinking about doing this and sharing love and sharing Christ. We have to go to this, you know, friend of ours who is caught up in drunkenness or porn or adultery or whatever it may do be, dude. And we have to share Jesus with love. We have to share the gospel. That, that's something important. You were talking about the people going to the abortion clinics and, and telling people, hey, uh, you know, if you do this, you're going to hell. What people need to understand is anyone, 
It does not matter how good you are or how horrible you are. Anyone who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior at the time they take their last breath, they're going to hell. It makes people mad and it it cuts at the pride of man when you say, for instance, myself, okay, uh, say I've been in church all of my life. I've been a good tither, a good church member. I've always been there. I've always done outreach. I've, I've always helped in the, the worship team and in uh, cleaning the toilets and everything that ever needed to be done. I was just the perfect Christian. Uh, there's no such thing, but, but in, in the eyes of man, I was just the perfect Christian. Okay. Yet, uh, say you, for instance, have lived like hell your whole life. Uh, you have cursed God. You have been an atheist. You have said that you hate God. You don't want nothing to do with God. You don't believe there is a God. And if even if he was real, that you wouldn't have anything to do with him and, and you don't want to be saved. And if there is a hell, you'd rather go down there and party and blah, blah, blah. You've said all this and you've lived this horrible life all of your life. The moment that you take your last breath, if you, in your heart, say, Jesus, save me. Guess what? You are just as saved as I am. You have all the reward that I have. You will enter the same kingdom of heaven that I am entering. And that, that cuts at the heart of people because They've got, they've built this pride in, look at me. I've always been the perfect Christian. I've always done this and done this, but it's not about that. Uh, Jesus said the least is the greatest in the kingdom. Yep. Yep. And you know, okay. Two things real quick before I get sidetracked. I think of first Corinthians 13 and my Bible has a header note that says the way of love. And Paul is speaking Basically, he's talking about himself before he came to know Jesus as his savior. He was a man of the law. He was a man of wisdom. He, he you know, gave his money to the church. He did this. He did, he did that. But first Corinthians 13, one, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging symbol. He's talking about you can do all these things. You can go to church. You can serve. You can, oh, man, you can pray for people. But if you're if, if it's all just about, hey, about you and not with love and sharing Christ in the true way and your heart's not right. It means nothing. And I think of, and I wrote this down this morning as I was studying a little bit in this and it, and it's awesome because you're, you're kind of talking about confessing your last breath. You're just as saved as we are. First John one, nine, we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That list that we look at in Romans one, there all those unrighteous acts um, against God, abandoning your truth and all these other things. It's amazing to know that Galatians 2.20, he loved me, he gave himself for me, that we have Jesus Christ that can cleanse us and make us whole, make us new, ultimately going back to inheriting the kingdom of God, that Jesus died so we can have that reward when we take our last breath. I can't imagine, talked about this before, taking my last breath and knowing I had however many years I lived to just accept Jesus. But confess it with my mouth and believe it in my heart, not just, you know, act like I did. But knowing that I had all these opportunities to confess Jesus and taking my last breath, not accepting Christ. But when I died and 
stood in front of those gates or stood in front of the Lord, he said, man, you, you had all these, you had 80 years or whatever to accept me. Mm-hmm. Yet you chose to live your own world. You chose to abandon me and worship the, the creature and not the creator. I, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it, Casey, but first John one nine gives us that reassurance that we just have to confess believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, man. And, and that whole list, dude, you know, I think of a, <laughs> I think of a wrestling ring. I've been in, in a, in a show before where, you know, there was a, a match before me or something and someone got busted open and there was blood all over the campus. Mm-hmm. Well, before we went on to the next match, they changed the canvas and it was this clean slate. Yeah. Dude, it was a perfectly clean blue or white or whatever color canvas it was. There wasn't a blemish. There wasn't a spot. And that's literally what we have in Jesus Christ. We can wash it clean. We can take it. We can make it new. We can start over. We can say, Lord, okay, here I am. I am unworthy, but man, please, Father, guide me. And I love it. This is amazing to me that we can be, we can be made new. Amen. I want to end on this. This is some of my favorite verses of Scripture when, uh, when talking about this subject. You mentioned you mentioned a couple of them earlier. First Corinthians chapter six, beginning with verse nine, it says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God of God. That's a pretty strong list strong <laughs> of, of, of sinful lifestyles. And, and it is plain. This is new Testament undergo after Jesus died on the cross. It is plain. These will not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11. Yeah. Praise oh. the Lord. It says, yeah. and such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord, man. That's man. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's me. That's you. That's mm-hmm. everybody. No matter what lifestyle you've lived, no matter what sin you are, are, are coming out of, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He will save you. It's not a question of, have I done so much wrong? Have I disappointed him so much or any of this? He loves you. He's waiting with arms wide open. He wants to save you. He wants to transform you. And and I promise you, if you will just surrender your life to him, he will do it. Now, what what a way to close. What a verse to close on. I, I have that one written down right here in front of me, too. I was reading that <laughs> this morning. And, uh, man, it's just, you know, leave it on this. It's about making it personal with Christ. Every morning we wake up, we have the opportunity. And I've said it before, and I've preached a sermon on it. We have the opportunity to sit, whether it's in our office, our kitchen table, across from the Lord, speak with him, pour our hearts out to him. Ask him to forgive us. Ask him to lead us and guide us. It's about making it personal. And that's all he wants is a personal relationship. And that's amazing to me that we serve a God who wants to get to know Chad at 430 in the morning when I get up and I open my Bible or my notepad. He wants to get to know Casey. He wants to get to know Jim Cornette out there who's asking questions about the age old thing. He wants to get to know that person who is thinking about getting an abortion and saying, no, I love you. He just wants to make it personal, brother. That's what it's Amen. about. Man, that's that's powerful stuff. Thank yes, you, Lord. Sir. 
Thank you, Lord, for, for your sacrifice, man. We, we will never know uh, everything that he did for us on that cross, but I thank God that he did. Yeah, me too. You got anything else? I don't, man. I, I, we can close it on that. I, we just, there's not much more to say, man. All right, guys. We thank you so much for listening. Like we said at the top of the, uh, at the top of the episode, if it's a blessing, please share it. Um, let everybody scream it from the rooftops. Let everybody know about the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, topics you would like us to discuss or a prayer request, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. I am at Real Casey Cage on all social media platforms. Yes, and I am at CWL underscore Gunner on all social media platforms. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Be sure to join Casey and Chad again next Friday, December 17th, as they welcome former WCW star and Ravens Flock member, Lodi. Find Wrestling for the Faith on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.